It's 6 a.m. Rise and Shine. Let's talk sports and welcome to The Grind. And good Monday to you, and welcome inside the WKVL studios of Rocky Top Sports. I'm Wayne Kaiser, and you're listening to the Monday edition of The Grind. Monday is always a fun day as, as the weekend has come and gone, and it's time to grind out another work week here, uh, and we start on a Monday. Uh, that's the way this thing works. But uh, coming off a weekend where yesterday was Father's Day, I want to give a shout-out to all the dads out there. Again, there's a lot of reasons. The reason why we get to talk about a lot of things we do is because of, of dads that took the time to, to put the work in and, uh, and, and of course, uh, was there for young men and women uh, to get the sports to where they are today. So, again, thanks to the, to the dads out there uh, that got it done. Saw some really cool stuff yesterday, Father's Day stuff from different, different sports stars, different people around the, the area. And, and, again, happy Father's Day uh, to all those all those out there yesterday uh, my father's day was a um, don't leave the house kind of day <laughs> you know sometimes you you take opportunities to to just dictate what what's going to happen and and they said we'll do whatever you want to do and I was like cool let's not leave the house because they're like where do you want to go eat and I'm like well this place would probably be probably wow probably be pretty cool and I'm like yeah, but it's going to be really busy. Well, do you you want barbecue? And I'm like, well, the place I would want to go, got to go to Knoxville, and it's probably going to be pretty busy. So I'm like, you know, sometimes you just people too much. And over the last couple of weeks, I've peopled a lot. So I was really about not peopling yesterday. So did a lot of 30 for 30 watching, watched a little bit of the ESPYs last night. Um what tried to watch NASCAR and it, the rain delay uh, pushed it to today. So uh, we'll of course talk about it tomorrow with Jeffy Mack. Talk about some results uh, and then ultimately uh, took a lot of naps. I, I probably took two different naps yesterday, and with a five and seven year old and a and a one year old puppy, uh, those are far and few between daytime naps. So got all those things in yesterday. So my my. Uh, my Father's Day was uh, pretty pretty legit, I'll be honest with you. I, I enjoyed it. But uh, wish the best for all those out there. And, again, uh, again, thanks to those that put the work in uh, to get sports to where they are. Because, again, local area as well as nationally, uh, you know, it takes, it takes the mommies and daddies uh, to get these kids to where they are, to where we can see them on TV and enjoy them. So, again, that's not that's – not, uh, that's not lost in the shuffle here, but uh, but topics we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about some uh, some COVID news across the country. We're going to talk about ways that schools are, uh, let's just say, skirting the uh, the blame game, if you will. We'll talk about how one Big Ten school have uh, have asked parents to uh, basically sign a waiver, uh, and we'll we'll talk to that a little bit. Other schools have had some positive tests that some schools have delayed workouts already. Uh, we'll talk about some of that different stuff that's going around. Uh, and, and then in the middle portion of the show, I want to talk about a, a hot topic. And, it, and it's one that, that's 
that's rubbed me for for the better part of a week now and uh, I just want to open it up I, I just want to you know bring it in to, for people to to call in text in give me give me your opinion I want to talk about this Mike Gundy t-shirt deal uh, not that not that uh, any any side is really taken here I just I just want to clarify it was a t-shirt uh, just putting that out there. So, want to talk to to my opinion there, and then we'll we'll dig into to maybe I'm seeing things in a, in a different light. Maybe I need to need to recalculate. But uh, ultimately, I want to talk about what the the value of of winning versus a T-shirt versus society, what they say we should say versus what actually happens, et cetera, et cetera. That whole dynamic is really odd to me. Uh, that that. Uh, the, the flame and the spark that got going a week ago over a fishing trip t-shirt. Uh, and we'll talk about that uh, on the on the middle portion of the show. And then at the end of the show, I want to talk 75 days until it's football time in Tennessee. A lot of really good 75s to be talked about. Anthony Parker wore it for the Vols. Currently, Jerome Carvin wears it for the Vols. 1975 had some fun championships in, in sports. And then Hall of Fame 75s, you've got guys like Mean Joe Green, Jonathan Ogden, and also uh, a lot of other good 75s. Got a whole list to go over as we uh, as we go down through there. Deacon Jones was a really awesome 75. We'll talk about those guys as the show progresses. But uh, looking down the, uh, the headlines, if you will, coming out of the weekend, um, a lot of different schools have uh, different looks at the COVID COVID situation. Uh, first topic I want to say is large number of LSU players placed in quarantine. A large number of LSU football p- players have been placed in quarantine in an effort to curtail the spread of coronavirus. Uh, sources told ESPN as early as June the 20th, he said the news was first reported by SI, which placed the total number of players in quarantine at 30 or more. Uh, not all the players in isolation have tested positive. Uh, but they have been in contact with players that maybe have. Uh, LSU began voluntary workouts on June the 9th. He says, this was anticipated. We planned for this, and our plan is working the way it should. Shelly uh, Mullenix, uh, Senior Associate Athletic Director of Health and Wellness, told the AP on Saturday, adding that none of the players have exhibited significant symptoms. Uh, we haven't seen anything even close to a bad illness, but we're prepared for that. Uh, we have the right now uh, to to manage this, and and Mullinex says uh, emphasizes that a single positive test could result in as many as 12 to 15 players being asked to initially quarantine because of LSU's contact tracing procedures. Uh, if the quarantine number is high, it means our players have been communicating uh, not only where they've been and who they've been with, but also their symptoms as we have instructed them to do. Uh, so LSU has got up to 30 players now in quarantine just after a couple weeks of, of being in practice. Uh, Kansas State has suspended all workouts for 14 days after some, uh, some positive testing and some people uh, uh, being, uh, I guess, symptomatic. It says Kansas State has suspended all football workouts for 14 days uh, after some recent coronavirus test results. As of Friday, 14 athletes out of 130 have tested across sports were positive for COVID-19. They are being managed according to guidelines, a process that begins with self-isolation for 10 days and until the patient is without fever for 72 hours, 
uh, whichever takes longer, either the 10 days or the three, three consecutive days uh, with no or, – or actually, yeah, three consecutive days with no fever. He said the health and well-being of our student-athletes will always be our top priority, said Athletic Director Gene Taylor. Following the most recent test results, we felt like temporarily pausing all football workouts and access to our facilities was the best decision for everyone. Uh, we, we continue to take this situation very seriously – and, and want to, to do everything we can to get back to workouts soon. As voluntary workouts have resumed, several schools has announced positive tests. And I think that speaks, you know, and I'm knocking on wood here, uh, the University of Tennessee has had one positive test, and it's been a graduate assistant that had no access to players at the time of test. Uh, Clemson has 23 football players test positive uh, for COVID-19 in, in latest testing. Uh, of 28 positive coronavirus tests conducted on Clemson's student-athletes, 23 of those belong to football players. The school announced its total number of 315 tests have been completed, 28 positives as of Friday, uh, a number that, that trickled down uh, to what sport is, is affected. And again, 23 of those are on the football team. The source... At the school said that the weekly, the latest week round of tests, 21 football players test positive, as did two members of the football staff. So 21 players, two staffers, which is not limited to coaches. Uh, last week, the school said two other football players, as well as men's basketball uh, player, had tested positive during the school's initial test run of 169 tests. Uh, the state of South Carolina on Friday reported its highest number of total positive tests at 1,081 people, uh, highest percentage of po- positive tests to date. The rate of positive tests at Clemson this month is nearly double the national average. So, uh, again, got to appreciate what's going on in Knoxville, the fact that, that we haven't had said number of tests, uh, but at the same time you got to watch around the country because the way these things are handled uh, around the country will impact the upcoming season. And, and you know, you've got to look at it. If, if K-State's going to pause practice for two weeks right now, what's going to happen if they have a few positive tests during the season? I think we've got to look at that. We've got to understand that. And ultimately, we've got to know what that's going to look like long term. You know, is it one of those deals to where you isolate those players and say, well, I hope you've got a second or third string guy to throw in there because he can't go? Or is there a, or is there a dynamic to where a, a team would literally uh, forfeit a weekend because they've had positive tests? I mean, what do we need to know what that's going to look like as fans because ultimately you don't want to have tickets to those games. Uh, not that not that anybody's you know doing that, but. At the same rate, they're selling tickets. Uh, there's advertisements for come come see the Vols play. There, come see this team play. You don't want to. You don't want an angry fan sitting there going, "I just I spent life savings <laughs> going to this game or or what have you." Uh, this this was going to be my first my kid's first game at this this venue or da 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 da, and then all of a sudden, yeah, we're not going to play this weekend. It, it could get it could get hairy real quick. So again, I, I'm all in the efforts of safety. I want things to go right, but I think this is a this is stuff that that does have to be aligned nationally 
There's a lot of things that you can manage conference-wise. There's even even things you can manage at the state level, and I appreciate uh, honestly that the NCAA has allowed that to happen somewhat. But I do say uh, people got to look across their schedule and understand, okay, this is how this conference is going to handle this. This is how we're going to handle this and kind of see where that matches up. But one thing that uh, is being, being done in the Big Ten, uh, Ohio State says uh, – They've asked football players, parents, to sign a coronavirus risk waiver. Ohio State football players, their parents, were asked to sign an acknowledgement of risk waiver regarding the coronavirus pandemic before returning to campus as of June 8th. Athletic Director Gene Smith confirmed uh, to ESPN. Heather Dinage is the writer of this story. It says the Buckeye Pledge, I even come up with a cool name for it, obtained by ESPN and other media outlets, asked players to quote-unquote, help stop the spread of the corona, COVID-19 coronavirus and accept that I may be exposed to COVID-19 and other infections. By signing the two-page electronic pledge, players agree to testing and potential self-quarantining, monitoring for symptoms, reporting any potential exposure, and a practice to CDC officials, and uh, such as wearing a mask, practicing social distancing, all those things would be expected. The waiver states any failure to comply with my Buckeye pledge may lead to immediate removal of athletic participation privileges, not the athletic scholarship, but uh, and the ability to use athletic facilities. Basically, you will be pushed out should you be uh, be rogue in your in your efforts to to stop the spread. Every football player has signed the waiver, according to school spokesmen, who have been on, said that the university is not sharing uh, cumulative testing information publicly. I think that's pretty pretty crappy. Uh, Smith said the waiver is intended more for the educational purpose than for its liability. Sure it is. Uh, that's why we call it a pledge. He said we don't look at it as a legal document. It's a Buckeye pledge allowing us to help you. So if, you, if we face a situation, our trainers, our coaches, uh, our strength staff, or any athletic administration uh, see someone not wearing a mask or not social distancing, we can say, hey, you made a pledge. You made a commitment. You signed the deal. Your parents signed it. Um, we're all a part of this. Uh, a school across the country uh, have begun to bring athletes back for voluntary workouts. Many athletic directors have expressed similar uh, concerns about what Ohio State's plan aims to curtail, uh, what they, what students could be acting like, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Athletic departments at every level have been making uh, some plan to keep their players safe. Uh, as well as stay within CDC guidelines. There's only so much they can do. Uh, once a player leaves the control confines of the athletic facility, uh, they are somewhat at their own merit. He said, you've got to make a commitment, Athletic Director Smith said. He said, if you're going to go back to your apartment with your roommate or by yourself or whatever, if you choose to go out and have dinner somewhere, uh, since places are starting to reopen, you need to wear a mask. You need to social distance. We're hammering our kids on that concept. Social distancing is the biggest challenge we've been having. They're kids. They want to be close to one another. Uh, so, again, Smith didn't say that uh, they conjured up this thing alone. said, we got the idea from Indiana's athletic director, Fred Glass, during a weekly call with the Big Ten's ADs. Uh, Smith said they all share best practices and ideas on the call, and Glass wanted to find a way to help ensure the players' behavior was right and get them to make a commitment on it. 
I mean, I like it. I, I mean, I don't. I, you know, I'm a, I'm a big ownership guy. So I, I mean, I think you know, I would be remiss to say that I didn't think this was a cool idea because ultimately, you do have to own your own your own your own actions. You know, and I think that's part of what you grow into at college is you learn that you know what if I do this, it makes this happen. This is the result. That's that's interesting. And and unfortunately coronavirus is not the way I want to teach someone, but I think at the same rate putting it to pen to paper does allow you to think a little bit more like again, you have a stake at the table. You're looking at it and going, "Listen, guy, I signed it just the way you did. I'm doing it, you're not. What's up?" So I think you can hold each other accountable at that rate. So I, I do appreciate that, but at the end of the day, you still you, you still got to hope that, that that you're doing what you got to do to keep them on campus. I mean, because honestly, I don't think they're going to go out there and go which club which club has the most COVID. Let me let me find the place that has the most COVID. They're not they're not doing that. They don't want to get COVID nineteen, but they want to go to the place where where it's hopping, where it's where where it's the you know the most most uh, attendance, most happening place on campus. And I hate to tell you, but subsequently, that's the most COVID place. <laughs> that's the one that has the most potential to have COVID-19 present. And and unfortunately, uh, that that can and may happen. I don't care if you got a mask. I don't care if you're six feet apart. Things can happen. So at the end of the day, I think this is really a, a, a step. You know, this is this is a line in the sand. You buy you're buying into this as much as we're wanting you to. But at the end of the day, you've got to hope. You've got to hope that they're they're jumping out and going, you know what? I'm not going out this weekend. There's a lot of people here, and they're from all around the country. I'm not going out this weekend because I've bought into this. I've put I've put pen to paper. My mom and dad's put pen to paper. And ultimately, if I have to go home for a couple weeks, this is going to be a little rough. So I, I hope that that's the trend that, that's spinning. But at the end of the day, I'm looking across the country – K-State slowed down practice because of coronavirus. LSU has some people in quarantine. Clemson, more people that more people have failed tests than have passed them. Looks like 23 players over the last two cycles have tested positive for COVID-19. There is a trend that that isn't necessarily positive going on right now, and and players got to lock it down. Uh, I mean, you got to get to campus. You got to stay on campus. You got if you're going to do things. Do things with with your teammates that you know have been within the same protocol that you have. Period. Over and done with. Turn, you know, flicker the lights in the in the dorm room. Turn on some music. Party rock and roll. <laughs> it's it's not worth it uh, to to uh, to get self quarantined for fourteen days because we're talking careers here. Uh, you, you you're a running back. You get quarantined. I'm just I'm just conceptualizing here. You're running back. You get quarantined for 14 days. This this hot shot freshman comes in. You never play another down. Where you at then? So I think all those things got to be in play. That's got to be communicated because it can't be. Well, I didn't know this would happen. I didn't know this is how this would shake down. All of that has to be on the table. And I think as coaches uh, and and support staff, uh, that's kind of the the chore uh, that they've been laid in front of. So. Again, Ohio State's got the Buckeye Pledge. I think other schools have different ways to keep uh, keep student athletes in tune, and ultimately, it's in an effort to push this thing to August, to where we can have football, where we can have sports starting, 
and where we can do things back to some level of normal. But let's take us a break, listen to our fine sponsors. When we come back, we're going to have a T-shirt conversation. What does a T-shirt mean? What does winning do? And ultimately, what what is the the what what's the big red button right now? And we'll talk about it on the flip side of the break. You're listening to the grind, 100.9 FM, 8:50 AM, and streaming at wkbl.com. We'll be right back. You don't want to miss it. Hometown alternative to Ordinary Sports Radio, 100.9 FM, 8.50 AM, Rocky Top Sports. Buying a home is one of the biggest financial decisions you will ever make, and it can be overwhelming, but Donna Cry at Mortgage Investors Group is committed to making your home buying experience a pleasure. Donna Cry is my personal home mortgage specialist. MIG is rated number one in residential mortgage lenders in Tennessee. Are you considering a new home? Then use who I trust, Donna Cry with Mortgage Investors Group in Maryville. Whether you're buying your first home or your fifth, Donna will help you put your home ownership plans into action. Call Donna at 865-984-9948 or go to DonnaCry.com. MIG is an equal housing lender. The Blunt Partnership is committed to leading the Blunt County business community through this coronavirus outbreak. We will continue to be a resource for all businesses as well as supplying up-to-date information for our community. Please check out our website for updated information at www.bluntchamber.com or search for Blunt Chamber on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Are you looking for a place to relax and have fun after work or a place to fill the weekend fun? Check out the Party Pub in the heart of Maryville. They open at 7.30 a.m. and have daily drink specials. They have darts, karaoke, and billiards daily, as well as Tennessee football each and every Big Orange Saturday in the fall. So check out the Party Pub on Ellis Avenue in downtown Maryville, a place where they treat you like family, and it's always a good time. El Jimador Mexican Grill, authentic Mexican food in Maryville, Tennessee for the past 15 years. Open Sunday through Thursday, 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. Friday and Saturday, 11 a.m. to 10.30 p.m. El Jimador offers Monday through Friday lunch specials with their 15 minutes or free guarantee. Call your order in at 865-681-6040 and delivery is available. You'll enjoy a comfortable environment while gathering with family and friends at El Jimador Mexican Grill. Located at 1705 East Lamar Alexander Parkway in Maryville, Tennessee. El Jimador Mexican Grill, a proud sponsor of Blunt County Sports. Have you heard about or seen the Grind's brand new user-friendly website? If the answer is no, I think you're kind of missing out. Our brand new website has ways to hook into the Grind from social media with links to Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and SoundCloud so you can grind it out with us on social media. But if you say, I don't like social media, but I like podcasts, we've got those too. You can download the Grind Podcast on Apple Podcasts and Google Play Music directly from the website. It's a one-stop shop for everything The Grind. Check us out online, thegrindonsports.com. That's thegrindonsports.com. Your local Blount County Community Food Connection is still open serving local families in time of need and hardship. We provide prepackaged groceries to help meet your nutritional and dietary needs. 
The Community Food Connection is open Monday, Wednesday, and Saturday from 10 a.m. until noon for drive-up delivery only. Residents are asked to remain in their vehicle so that our volunteers may safely distribute the food. Directions as to how to enter and depart the facility will be clearly displayed. We thank you for your cooperation and look forward to serving you at your Blunt County Community Food Connection. Have you been asking yourself if it's time to take that business idea and make it a reality? Do you need help with marketing or getting a leg up on the competition? Then check out my friends at 42nd Street Marketing right here in Maryville, a company invested in Blunt County and ready to help. They can take your business to the next level. Mike, Jana, and the staff at 42nd Street are a dream to work with, and I'm proud to say that they built the grindonsports.com into what it is today. But if you need marketing and maybe don't know where to start, check out my guys at 42nd Street Marketing right here in Maryville. Their phone number is 865-982-7007, or you can check out their work online, 42sd.com. Again, phone line is 865-982-7007, or online at 42sd.com. Check them out. I think you'll be glad you did. We don't always promise to be perfect, but we promise to give you our honest opinion. This is Sports Radio from a fan's perspective. You're listening to The Grind on 100.9 FM, 850 AM. Rocky Top Sports. Welcome back inside the WKBL studios of Rocky Top Sports. I'm Wayne Kaiser, and you're listening to the Monday edition of The Grind. I tell you, today's society, man, it's a uh, it, it's a little it's a little volatile. Uh, it's a little uh, it's a little rough. It's a little uh, scary at sometimes. You know, reading what what you read on the news, and 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 I unfor- unfortunately, fortunately. Uh, however you want to look at it, I, I appreciate where we live in in in, in our country in East Tennessee. Uh, that that honestly, I, I don't I don't see the I don't see the far negative side of, of of this stuff. You know the 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 protesting that's went on in this area has been very uh, very controlled, very uh, very I don't know what you want to say. It's been it's been peaceful, very peaceful. Let's put that put it that way. Uh, there has been some protesting, and, and again, uh, that's that's their that's that's anyone's right to to express themselves the way they they would like. So again, uh, I think that's that that's that constitutional side of uh, things that we've got to allow is is that freedom of speech. So again, um, all of the things that have went on the the looting, the the protesting, the rioting, uh, all this stuff has has really put everything uh on on red line and and if it, if my words aren't necessarily clean what i'm saying is is like everything is hot button everything is everything is 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 red alert and and the the what i'm going to talk about today is this is this mike gundy t-shirt because i've you know i kind of let it ride when it happened because in my mind i'm sitting here going man it's a t-shirt but again, I, I see where we're where we're at in as a as a nation and as a as a really conflicted society in the fact that that everything everything has different meaning to different people. And, and again, I like to be sensitive to that because I understand. I, I haven't seen it all. I haven't experienced it all. And I don't have all the 
all the the historical backing that other people do. So again, and and they don't have what I have. So so I understand the 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 distinguishable differences between people is what I'm trying to say. But when I saw this, and I'm just transparent as they come, when I saw the 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 Chuba Hubbard deal. Uh, about being really frustrated with Mike Gundy wearing the OAN t-shirt, the One American News t-shirt. I'm sitting here and I'm like, it's a t-shirt. It's a t-shirt. And uh, and, and so, long story short, I, I see this at work. I don't really get to read in on much on it. But then over this past weekend, I'm like digging in. I'm like finding the photo, finding the video, uh, finding all this stuff, reading what what was said, what was, what was the outcome, et cetera, et cetera. And I, I don't have any better opinion of it. I, I'm still sitting here going, but it's a T-shirt, and and I understand OAN is is a is a conspiracy led, very 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 hardcore one direction top news channel, and I get that, I get that. But in my mind, and and to kind of piggyback off of the uh, the SB Nation show pre precursoring us, is I'm sitting here going, but it's a fishing trip. Like, I'm not a big fisherman, but I know if I'm going on a fishing trip, am I going to wear my favorite Tennessee shirt? Probably not. I'm probably going to wear the one shirt I'm, I'm cool if a hook catches it, if, if you know, fish guts get all over it, if, if I've got to wipe my hands after filleting one, I'm cool with just throwing that thing away. And, and I got to believe that the mullet man, that was kind of his take on it too, is, is this OAN t-shirt that somebody threw at me at some point or that I, you know, I came across at some point, if I lose this thing today on this fishing trip, I'm not out anything. A lot of times I bet you Mike Gundy doesn't wear Oklahoma state stuff on fishing trips because he doesn't want to talk to people like that. He doesn't want to be exposed like that. He's out there fishing. So in, in, in the day and time where everything that they have probably says OSU on it at some rate, he probably didn't have very much throwaway T-shirts. And, and again, I'm generalizing a lot of this. But uh, Chuba Hubbard goes like off the deep end, not going not gonna to play until something happens, can't understand why Coach would have wore this T-shirt, et cetera, et cetera. Later on it comes out that Chuba says, you know, maybe I should have – went to coach first and and you know I'm I'm a face to face kind of guy so I would tend to agree with that 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 statement but at the same rate you know everybody has their own their own avenues of communication um but then Gundy comes back and says in light of today's tweet with the t-shirt I was wearing I uh, met with some players realized how sensitive uh, the issue was and what's going on in today's society uh, and so we had a great meeting, and I was made aware of some things that players feel like uh, can make our organization, our culture, even better than it is here at Oklahoma State. And I'm looking forward uh, to making some changes. And it starts at the top with me, and we've got good days ahead. And that's all well and good. And, again, I think if, if a T-shirt caused uh, a team meeting that, that's going to make that program better, then that's cool. That's, that's really good. Uh, but but Hubbard just to to push the red button and say I will not stand for this uh, completely insensitive to everything going on it's unacceptable I will not be doing anything with Oklahoma State until things change um, I still look at it and I I say it's a T-shirt and, and 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 here's the thing I even looked at the T-shirt it's the run of the mill throw it out in the crowd T-shirt 
OAN, One American News. It doesn't say lifetime supporter of OAN. It doesn't say, you know, charter member. It doesn't say, you know, you know, vice president of relations of OAN. It says it's the cheapest white T-shirt you can find that says OAN on it. And I go back to the statement, it was a fishing trip. He wasn't going to wear his his nicest game day gear uh, to, to go on a fishing trip. So, again, is, is that insensitive? I, I hope not. And if it is, to, to anyone, I apologize. But I, I just – I feel like we got to gauge ourselves sometimes. And, and we as society, we as, as every nationality, as every, as every culture needs to look and say – I do it with my I do it with my my seven year old all the time. Is that a big thing or a small thing? And because I think everything is gauged, right? Like if if somebody says, "Wayne, you're ugly," well, I'm gonna go, "Well, yeah, you're probably right." Is that a big thing or a small thing? Because I definitely could go off the deep end and go, "Well, that hurts my feelings," and that that's you know that's that's mean and da 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 da. But at the end of the day, it's what what you believe and what you what you know. Like, I'm pretty confident that I'm not the most attractive feller out there. But I'm pretty cool with, with not being not being the prettiest. I mean, Laura likes me, so that's pretty much where I'm – that's my goal. That's my aim, right? And, uh, and and so I feel like, you know, we as a society and, – and I'm not – we're just talking the T-shirt here. There's several things that is a big thing and does need to be addressed in different ways. But I think with this T-shirt deal, we needed to look at ourselves and say – is this a big thing or a small thing? Is this something that I can look at coach and go, hey, I don't care what the deal is. I don't care whatever. It's probably best if we don't wear that T-shirt anymore. You know, it's, it's, it, you need to think about what this looks like in, in context. And let it be. Now, if coach wants to say, well, no, I've been supporting them for 20 years, then, then throw, throw, you know, throw up the red flag. Do what you got to do. Get get the deal done, but that's not how it rolled down. That's not how it how it unfolded, and and I think that's the problem. And again, I'm not I'm not bashing on Chuba Hubbard. Chuba Hubbard had every right in the world to do what he did. But what I'm saying is is us as a nation, us as a society, and us as a developmental generation for what's going to be the future of this country. We've got to look at things on 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 both sides of the spectrum. Is this a big thing or a small thing? Is this something that, that we're willing to, to lay it down for? Or is it not? And again, I, I go back and I just feel like uh, the context and the time and, and all these different things led to this T-shirt unfolding thing. But at the end of the day, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get off the soapbox, it's about, it's about a T-shirt, it's about a fishing trip, and it's about a throwaway, probably wasn't going to see that shirt again. Just my opinion, but but I also draw to to question, what if my what if that was, what if that was Dabo? What if that was Nick Saban? What if, I mean, what if that was Bill Belichick? Would there have been as big of an up upcry? And the reason I say that is I feel like Mike Gundy, although he's had some success at, at Oklahoma State, he's had some uh, he's had some level of of consistency that's probably going to keep him a job for a long time. I mean, obviously, he's tried to leave twice, got a big race from Oklahoma State to stay in Tennessee. You're, you, you can Mike Gundy should always – he should have a Tennessee T-shirt on when he goes fishing, honestly. 
because they they single-handedly have probably doubled his salary over the last 10 years. But uh, anyway, I digress. But I guess my thing is is how much did uh, did the culture of of Oklahoma State or the the lack I don't want to say the lack thereof because I think they have culture. What I'm saying is is how much how much does success have to do with with how much you're willing to push the envelope? And I say that in in the fact that I, I'm always I've always been a, a, an agreeer of the 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 mindset. It's sports. I I don't watch sports to become a better person. Maybe, maybe <laughs> I don't know that 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 should shock anybody, but I I don't watch sports really looking for good sound bites on on uh, on on how to be a better dad or or how to be a better this or how to be a better that. I might watch it to how to be a better running back, how to be a better wide receiver, how to be a better lineman. You know how how quick does he move his feet? How where does he put his hands? All those kind of things. But I don't watch sports to say. You know what? I'm going to model myself just after him. I'm going to have Mike Gundy hair. I'm going to have uh, you, you know Dabo Swinney uh, attitude, and I'm going to have uh, you know Nick Saban's temper. You know, I, I don't think I I don't do that. I don't think anybody does that. And if they are, they need to get to other channels. They need to watch other things. They need to read. They need to do things different. But what I'm getting at, and, and I've digressed so far off the topic now that it's just it's just Wayne spilling the beans. But I, if things hadn't stopped for COVID, I don't know how much all this stuff is is relative or how much it's fussed about. And maybe maybe I'm wrong. And if I'm wrong, give me a call eight six five nine eight three forty three ten. That's eight six five nine eight three four three one zero. I don't think I. I I don't think if you saw Nick Saban in a in a Fox News OAN, however you want to look at it, uh, T-shirt, would there have been this uproar two years ago? And and maybe they're saying that that, that stuff was even more wrong two years ago. Maybe, maybe that's the case. But what I'm getting at is if 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 there was news to be talked about, that wouldn't have been news. Is what I'm trying to say. And and, and maybe I'm just off the topic so far that I'm not making any sense. But uh, I go back to. What's the culture? Who's what's the what's the the narrative? Is there a, is there conversation other than what this is, or is this just a you know a comment that would have flown so far under the radar a couple years ago uh, that now due to COVID, due to all the the uh, the the glaring issues going on in our society, that this is another hot button uh, conversation? Who knows? And I don't know that we'll ever know. Uh, but nonetheless, Mike Gundy, Chuba Hubbard have had a joint, um, you know, have had a joint uh, conversation, um, y- you know, about about this, and and things are going to head in the right direction. Kenny Stills stood up for Hubbard, said you you did nothing wrong. Uh, without public pressure, Gundy wouldn't have flinched. He didn't even apologize in the video. So again, Kenny Stills maybe has a little beef with Gundy. Uh, uh, beyond that, Oklahoma State's athletic director Mike Holder uh, separately issued a statement. Said this afternoon has been very disturbing. The tweets from the current and former players have given some concern, and uh, some of the media have attributed the reaction to Gundy uh, at uh, as the ex- latest example of cancel culture. Uh, while it's easy and strategically useful to blow the same old dog whistle uh, whenever a stand is taken. 
against someone who has said or done something that merits criticism, uh, this isn't an example uh, of, of said situation. Hubbard uh, was vindicated uh, and, and had a right to call out Gundy um, by a lot of different people, and I'm not saying he didn't. Like I said, uh, I think if you believe it, if you feel strong about it, then you do you do what you want to do. You do you. But at the end of the day, I think I think us as a as a culture, us as a society, and again, I call us out as as a generation. You notice no 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 inflection of any any culture, race, religion. Us as as a culture need to look at it and go, is it a big thing or a small thing? And if it's a big thing, rock it out. Period. And again, that's each individual to make that decision. But if it's a small thing, I think we can work through it as as a culture, as a society, in 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 inner inner workings versus pushing that out uh, to the public entity. Because it's like I tell people at work all the time: uh, we manage what's in our house, we manage what we can do, what we can control. We need to control because once you let it out, then it's up for interpretation. And and I think that's that's somewhere where where things are lost in this society and this and this. In this culture of media pressure, pressuring everybody to to knee jerk or, or to make something happen, I think it's easy for a, a a simple topic to all of a sudden get pointed real real quick. So again, I, I blame the media, and I guess I'm a member of such. So again, I've got a, a piece at the table just as much as the next. But at the end of the day, my conversation is this: Is it a big thing or a small thing? If it's big, react. If it's not handle it internally and however that that looks for you but again we've got we've got to understand how what we need to own and what we need to act on uh every waking minute of the day because the culture the media and those out there want everything to be red button topic everything to be a uh, uh to be an explosion everything to be pointed everything to divide so i think we as a as a culture we as a nation uh, have to decide what's going to divide us and what's going to bring us together. And and that's the only way uh, we can get through this. But let's take our last break of the day. Uh, I think I, I've, I've, I've hit on that enough. Uh, let's take our last break of the day. Listen to these great sponsors. When we come back, we're going to lighten it up a little bit, talk 75 days until it's football time in Tennessee. Jerome Carvin days, Anthony Parker days, and Mean Joe Green days until it's football time in Tennessee. We'll talk it all on the flip. You're listening to The Grind, 100.9 FM, 850 AM, and streaming at WKVL.com. We'll be back. You don't want to miss it. Buying a home is one of the biggest financial decisions you will ever make, and it can be overwhelming, but Donna Cry at Mortgage Investors Group is committed to making your home buying experience a pleasure. Donna Cry is my personal home mortgage specialist. MIG is rated number one in residential mortgage lenders in Tennessee. Are you considering a new home? Then use who I trust, Donna Cry with Mortgage Investors Group in Maryville. Whether you're buying your first home or your fifth, Donna will help you put your home ownership plans into action. Call Donna at 865-984-9948 or 
or go to DonnaCry.com. MIG is an equal housing lender. America is really heating up, and that requires serious fans to cool you down. Rule King has a complete cooling collection at the lowest prices every day. The two-speed direct-drive fan with heavy-duty motor is now just $109.99. Don't need that much power? A 20-inch box fan is now just $14.99. You can buy online at RuleKing.com and we'll bring it to you when you arrive at your neighborhood Rule King, America's farm and home store. Are you looking for a place to relax and have fun after work or a place to fill the weekend fun? Check out the Party Pub in the heart of Maryville. They open at 7.30 a.m. and have daily drink specials. They have darts, karaoke, and billiards daily, as well as Tennessee football each and every Big Orange Saturday in the fall. So check out the Party Pub on Ellis Avenue in downtown Maryville, a place where they treat you like family, and it's always a good time. In uncertain times, you can be certain of this. The Salvation Army is serving those most in need with help and hope. Thanks to your donations, the Salvation Army is helping those affected by COVID-19. Those who've lost wages, who have no home to retreat to, who need food, help with utilities, and most of all, hope. To see how you can continue to make a difference, visit SalvationArmyUSA.org. Have you heard about or seen the Grind's brand new user-friendly website? If the answer is no, I think you're kind of missing out. Our brand new website has ways to hook into the Grind from social media with links to Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and SoundCloud so you can grind it out with us on social media. But if you say, I don't like social media, but I like podcasts, we've got those too. You can download the Grind podcast on Apple Podcasts and Google Play Music directly from the website. It's a one-stop shop for everything The Grind. Check us out online, thegrindonsports.com. That's thegrindonsports.com. Whitlock & Company Certified Public Accountants features accounting services for individuals and businesses. Serving Blount County for over 30 years, everything from income tax preparation services to personalized accounting plans for small businesses and large corporations with over 100 employees for a full range of accounting services, including payroll processing, bookkeeping, individual and business tax returns, compilation review and assurance services. It's Whitlock and Company, PC, 375 Fountain View Circle in Alcoa, Tennessee, 37701. Phone 865-984-1040 or 865-981-9638 or visit Whitlock and Company online at whitlockcpa.com. We don't always promise to be perfect, but we promise to give you our honest opinion. This is Sports Radio from a fan's perspective. You're listening to The Grind on 100.9 FM, 850 AM. Rocky Top Sports. Welcome back inside the WKVL studios of Rocky Top Sports. I'm Wayne Kaiser, and you're listening to the Monday edition of The Grind. As we're 75 days until it's football time in Tennessee, 
We'll talk about the Vols that wore number 75. If you look at, at offensive lineman Anthony Parker, uh, he rocked number 75 as good as, as many. Uh, Anthony Parker played in 44 games on the offensive line for Tennessee, starting the last 38 that he played in. The Jonesboro, Georgia native earned All-SEC first-team honors in 2007 and selected by both the Associated Press and the coaches uh, as that first team. The Vols led the nation with only four sacks allowed in 2007, and Parker reeled off in All-American second-team honors via the Associated Press. So number 75, Anthony Parker, again, carried number 75 well. The all-time 75s for uh, Tennessee, Thomas Smith, the first one to wear it, 1937 through 39. David Romine, uh, 1940 to 42. James Sivert, uh, 46, 48, and 49. Gene Moeller, uh, 50 and 52. Charles Scholes, uh, 1953. Dudley Hewitt, uh, 54 and 55. Bo Chafer, uh, 56 through 58. Charles Baker, 59 and 60. Dick Evie, 1961 through 63. Uh, a mountain of a man that uh, that Boone has some big time Dick Evie stories uh, to say. We'll hope that we can get some of those out of him uh, here in the future. Carl Ellis, 1964. John Boynton. 65 through 67, Butch Frost, 1968, Tim Persinger, uh, 1969, Alan Beardman, 1970, Rob Freer, uh, 71 and 2, Mike Smith, 73 through 75, Blaine Tidwell, 76 through 77, Charles Gillespie, 79 through 82, John Bruin, uh, 84 through 87, Randy Hall, 1989, Bernard Daphne, 1991, Leslie Ratliff, 92 through 95, Mercedes Hamilton, 96 through 98, Zach Davis in 2000, Anthony Herrera, 2000 to 2003, Tyler Williams, 2004, Anthony Parker, 2005 through 8, and then Ja'Cory Schofield, 2010 and 11. And again, today, number 75 is held by Jerome Carvin, a 6'5", 313-pound junior out of Memphis, Tennessee, by way of Cordova High School. Jerome Carvin uh, sits at 75 on on this year's uh, roster. But you look at all those big names that wore 75. Dick Evie's probably one of the bigger names around here as uh, as as Dick Evie uh, was one that that kind of made his rounds around Blunt County and was around here to to really help some of the Maryville College guys and different things. Uh, but ultimately, uh, he he was one that, that made a big mark across not only the University of Tennessee, uh, but in the NFL. Uh, you, you look at some pictures. He was over there when Doug Atkins was over there, and, and he, it, pictures of those two together uh, would make me wonder why anybody uh, would ever want to uh, mess with, with Tennessee. But uh, nonetheless, number 75 was, was shown well uh, in, said, in said list. But when you look at Hall of Famers, that wore number 75. You don't have to go real far. Uh, mean Joe Green, defensive tackle for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, he played in 13 NFL seasons out of North Texas State, and they're named the Mean Green. I don't know if it was named that and then Joe Green came along or if they came that after he left. But North Texas State, 6'4", 275 pounds. Mean Joe Green was a consensus All-American. Uh, he was 1968's. 
uh, number one draft pick in the year 1969, but after the 68 season, he became the cornerstone of the franchise, as dictated uh, by the Rooney family, dominated the NFL in the 1970s. He was an exceptional team leader, possessed size, speed, quickness, and determination. He was defensive player of the year, 72 and 74, all pro or all AFC nine years, played in four Super Bowls, six AFC title games, 10 Pro Bowls uh, out of Temple, Texas, mean Joe Green. Enshrined in Canton in 1987, he said, I just want people to remember me as being a good player and not really mean. I want to be remembered for playing 13 years and contributing to four championship teams. I'd like to be remembered for maybe setting a standard for others to achieve. Again, Joe Green, 13 seasons in the league, four uh, NFL championships. Uh, some other guys to wear that number in, in the Hall of Fame. You look at, let's move right on over to Winston Hill. Uh, Winston Hill, a Jet in the, in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. 15 seasons enshrined uh, in the class of 2020 out of Texas Southern. 6'4", 270 pounds, drafted by the Baltimore Colts. Uh, but signed as a free agent with the AFL's Jets, possessed durability, size, and strength to become a dominant tackle, noted as one of the game's best pass protectors, all-pro and all-AFL in 1969, uh, second-team all-AFL three different times, second-team all-NFL three times, all-AFC five straight seasons, and voted to the AFL's all-star game in his second season. Uh, he had He was elected to eight. AFL All-Star Game Pro Bowls in his career and named to the all-time AFL team, uh, as they as they put it out there. Uh, born October 23, 1941, out of Jaquin, Texas. Uh, you talk about Winston Hill. Uh, class of 2020 to go into the Hall of Fame. Uh, some other names that are on, on that list, you talk about Deacon Jones. Uh, Deacon Jones is another defensive end that was a, a player uh, for a lot of different teams, probably recognized most for his times with the Rams. Uh, David Deacon Jones, 14 seasons in the league at a Mississippi vocational college, 6'5", 272 pounds. Obs- obscure 14th round draft pick in 1961, quickly became first and fast, tough mobile defensive lineman in the league, noted for clean, hard-hitting play, uh, specialized in quarterback sacks, a term he invented, uh, innovated, quick-thinking, and flamboyant. He was a unanimous all-league six straight years, uh, played in eight different Pro Bowls. He was Defensive Player of the Year 67 and 68. Uh, out of Eatonville, Florida, uh, Mr. Deacon Jones, Class of 1980 enshrinement into the Hall of Fame. He said, I'm the best defensive end around. I'd hate to have to play against me. Uh, that's that's confidence if I've ever heard such. But uh, nonetheless, Deacon Jones probably lived up to it uh, more than most. Uh, talk about Howie Long. Howie Long, another one of those guys, defensive end for those Raiders uh, back in the day. He says, I tend to be my own worst critic. I don't need a lot of criticism from other people because I get enough for myself. He said, I'm very paranoid about my own perception of the way I'm playing. He played in 13 seasons, in- inducted into the Hall in 2000. Out of Villanova, 6'5", 268 pounds, Howard Michael Long was a second-round draft pick in 81 and moved into a starting role in his fifth game of the second season. A recorded career-best 13 sacks in 1983, including five in one particular game. His career sack total of 84 
does not include seven and a half recorded as a rookie before a sack was an official NFL stat. He was all pro 83, 84, and 85. He was all AFC four times, 83 through 86, and selected to eight Pro Bowl games. Out of Somerville, Massachusetts, Howie Long, uh, another great uh, to play the game. And then very very most recent, I wouldn't say most recent, but a very recent player uh, to wear 75 that's in the hall would be Jonathan Ogden. Uh, you talk about Jonathan Ogden. He was had played in 12 uh, NFL seasons. He was drafted uh, in 1996 out of UCLA, 6'9", 345 pounds. Jonathan Phillip Ogden was taken in the first round, fourth overall, 1996. Uh, led way for running back Jamal Lewis, who became the fifth player in NFL history to rush for 2,000 yards in a season. The former Vol got uh, a lot of that block from Jonathan Ogden. In 2003, NFL's Alumni's NFL Offensive Lineman of the Year was awarded to Jonathan Ogden. In 2002, he was named first-team All-Pro uh, for his sixth time, All-NFL nine times, uh, 11 Pro Bowls selected to the NFL's All-Decade Team of the 2000s. From Washington, D.C., born in 1974, inducted in 2013, Jonathan Ogden. He said, I have the same attitude that I had when I came into the league. He said, I just wanted to be the best offensive lineman I could be. I never thought I want to be the best offensive lineman to ever play the game. I just wanted to be the best I could be, and I knew everything else would work itself out. That's, his, that's in his bio uh, from his speech going into the Hall of Fame. So a lot of 75s mean Joe Green, Deacon Jones, Jonathan Ogden, Howie Long, um, and, and a lot of great players uh, wore the number 75 in the NFL. Uh, but you look at the year 1975, we try to do that right here at the tail end of the show, uh, American Football Super Bowl Nine. Uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers in 1975 were your from the AFC won 16 to six over the Minnesota Vikings in Tulane Stadium in front of nearly 81,000 fans. And the uh, and the Birmingham Vulcans won in the final season of the WFL and had the best overall record when league ceased after the first 12 weeks of a regular season. Does that sound familiar? Surely it does, uh, as as it does to me, because it seems like any league other than the NFL just can't make it happen. In baseball, slugger uh, Ralph Connors inducted into the Baseball Hall of Fame in 1975. In September, uh, Pirates second baseman Rennie Stennett uh, ties Wilbert Robinson's major league record uh, by going 7-for-7 seven seven in a nine-inning game. He scored five of his club's run in a 22 to nothing masker of the, the then Chicago Cubs, a major league record for the biggest score in a shutout game in the 20th century. And the Cincinnati Reds won the World Series four games to three over the Boston Red Sox, often described as one of the most memorable of all World Series. Uh, in basketball, Daryl Dawkins becomes the first NBA player drafted out of high school, uh, a thing that became all too common uh, later in, in a couple decades later. Uh, NCAA Division I men's basketball, UCLA wins 92-85 over Kentucky in John Wooden's final game as a Bruins head coach, and the Golden State Warriors won four games to nothing over the Washington Bullets. And in the 1975 ABA Finals, the Kentucky Colonels defeat the Indiana Pacers four games to one. That's how the 1975 year in sports looked. 
And that's 75 days until it's football time in Tennessee. As we wind up another Monday edition, uh, we've talked a lot. We've talked about uh, we've talked about T-shirts. We've talked about 1975, and we've talked a little bit about the Rona. We've talked it all, but the hour has come to an end. If you uh, still want some sports, stick around. Jason Swain at the top of the hour in the Swain event and what is a block of sports right here. But if you're on your way to work or on your way home, take care, be safe, and yes, grind on. We'll see you tomorrow. You don't want to miss it.